0: Morning, traders! Thank you so much for coming to today's live web class on win or learn. Let me uh, do this. There we go. Win or learn how you can use every single trade to improve your trading. So, thank you all for coming today. Let me know if you are here because. The system doesn't tell me who's here unless you actually say hi, because I would love to say hi right back to you. I know it's early this morning, but we got some really, really great content. A lot of this is coming from the book, um, which I find exceptionally useful, The Daily Trading Coach, and that is from uh, a guest I had on the podcast, Dr. Brett Steenbarger. So, a lot of what we're going to be covering is very, very in-depth, extremely detailed trading psychology today because it's going to be extremely detailed i need you to come with pen and paper and i'm not joking today is going to require a lot of writing down for yourself and also participation that's going to help me a lot it's going to help the other traders a lot not only who are watching live right now but who are going to watch live or on the replay over the next few days And then once this gets taken down for public availability, this will be available just for our members inside the 10 minute trading room. And it's really gonna help them too. So be sure that you are taking notes. Be sure that when I ask for your feedback and for your participation, that I can get it from you so that we can all learn and improve together. It's really, really critical here. So Donna, it is awesome to see you this morning. Donna, I know it's bright and early. But you always rock it. Thanks, Donna, for coming. Ron, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, dude. April. April is April is killing it right now. So, you know, we are going to be releasing the next book. Next trading book in our series, and um, April is going through right now and editing the chapters that we've put together. And she she was telling me yesterday, she's like, I need at least a week per chapter, and I'm like, I'm sorry, April. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so April, you are killing it. So we're looking to have that released by September thirtieth. So we are actively working on it right now. So April, thank you so much for coming and watching live as we go along. All right, so let's do this. Let's go ahead and get started. If anyone else comes in be sure to remind them to have pen and paper and be sure to remind them that their participation is going to be needed in order to make this awesome. So let's go over here to, I I got a new streaming platform and I'm still trying to click the right buttons here. I really like this setup though. This setup reminds me when I was on TV once uh, doing an interview and they had me in the, uh, the box right here. And then on the other side, They had uh, some charts that I was talking about. So I really like this setup. This is a good one for me. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming to the win or learn how you can use every single trade to improve your trading live web class. Now, I do have a legal disclaimer. And in a nutshell, the legal disclaimer is um, I once wrestled a bear and beat him. Uh, (laughs) I... What else? Um, I love coming up with these random things. Uh, I, I once beat Tom Brady in six Super Bowls, and um, one t- <clears throat> one time, when I was a child, I learned how to weld, and I accidentally welded the statue of uh, the Statue of Liberty together. Just you know, throwing some stuff together, accidentally welded it up. But what I'm trying to say is, don't listen to anything that I say, and if you do, you do so at your own risk. So that's my legal disclaimer for the day. But let me know that you're here in the chat, if you haven't done so already, and where you're from. I'd love to say hi. I know Donna is from California. Ron, I can't remember where you're from. Let me know where you're from there, Don- Ron. Uh, April always takes care of me, so I know she's busy taking care of me right now. But on today's web class, we do have a fun webinar challenge. Uh, we we created a few uh, new swag items And we voted inside the trading room this week. What was your favorite? And everyone came through with the stonks. Scottsdale. That's right, Ron. And Rudes is here. Awesome. Rudes is amazing. So Rudes is my graphic designer, editor, podcast manager. And uh, this is actually her design. So Rudes came up with this earlier yesterday. Uh, And this is the webinar challenge. Now, in order to win the webinar challenge, it's super easy. Just be a part of the trading room and invite one of your friends. Invite one of your friends, have them come and watch live. Just say, Ron invited me, uh, Donna invited me, whomever invited you, I'll shoot you out one of these hats." Now, a 10-minute stock trader is a few things, right? It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. This is strategic placement of time in order to take strategic moves. Now, a 10-minute stock trader takes calculated risks, understands that the treasure lies in knowing the data, doesn't guess at trading, follows their plan, doesn't blame others, takes responsibility, and knows why the market works. A 10 stock trader is smart, understands they can make the world a better place. They spread joy to others. They follow their dreams. Like I say, this is a lifestyle. They build each other up. They use money as a tool, and they spend as little time trading and as much time living as possible. So if that sounds like uh, something you like, then you're in the right place. Mike, good morning. Glad to see you. All right, so on today's agenda, we have three core areas that we're going to be going through. The first core area is the enemy of success, what it is, and how to defeat it once and for all. The second area we're going to be covering is the invisible reality that's keeping you from your best. And the third area is finding opportunity in adversity, your starting point for success. So, I think we're all in the right place and if that sounds awesome, let me know by saying yes in the chat box. That would be awesome to let me know that yours, uh, your chat box is working because I am going to be asking you questions. I am going to be asking you questions because I feel that it's the best way to involve you and you get the best out of this presentation here. There it is, there's that slide. <laughs> but also, if you're not already in the trading room, I want to show you how to get $5,488 worth of trading education for free because my 10 minute traders know all about that. But when I show you how to do this, promise me you won't use these powers for evil. When you see how to trade in 10 minutes a day, when you become a hashtag 10 minute stock trader, it's going to change your life. And I mean that. Now a disclaimer again, I'm going to show you the process, but this does not guarantee that you'll be profitable. Now, this is one of the pioneers of trend-following, uh, Richard Dennis here, and he says, I always say you could publish the rules in a newspaper and nobody would follow them. The key to being successful is consistency and discipline. Consistency and discipline. It, you must have that. The world-class traders that I learned from all have one thing in common. Is that they have rules that they follow, and they follow them with consistency and discipline. It's not just something to say It's something to live. So I'm going to give you the rules today. And rules are boring. (laughs) But when implemented right, rules make you money. But I need you to promise me this one more time. You'll have consistency and discipline to follow the rules. Because when you follow the rules, you're going to be trading like the greats. The legends in trading that I learned from. Like... My friend, Mark Minervini, 1997-2021 U.S. Investing Champion. The first billion-dollar hedge fund manager, Larry Height, Mr. Serenity, Market Wizard Tom Basso. My friend, Steve Burns, who we'll be talking about him more in a little bit. Best-selling millionaire trading author. The original Market Wizard, Jack Schwager. And trend-following pioneer, Richard Dennis. Now, I took their best lessons, and I created a strategy to manage a portfolio in only about 10 minutes a day. And uh, Tom Basso here, when I was working with him, he said he needed to learn from me since it took him 20 minutes to manage his portfolio. And I was like, no, 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 absolutely not. You figure this out. I'm just following your footsteps here. I'm standing on the shoulders of giants at this point. Now my goal with this web class is to show you two things. The only way for you to become a successful trader in today's markets is through 10 minute trading. And I mean that. And the only way to do 10 minute trading is with the strategy that we use inside the 10-minute trading room that I'm gonna work on and show you today. So who am I? My name is Christopher Yule, founder and head trader at 10 minstocktradercom I've uh, been awarded top 100 people in finance twice. Uh, I, I was nominated for top 100 global leaders in finance. My podcast has been on the top 10 of the iTunes investing podcast. I've been on TV hundreds of times. Uh, my company is one of the 20 most innovative companies of the year for 2020. Here's a few of the places you may have seen me on, Yahoo Finance, Cheddar, Benzinga. Um, yeah, I, I've been basically everywhere and my portfolio was up 172.41% in 2021, but it didn't start this way. Now it's really funny. Uh, I usually glance over this part, but my family and I just went on a, on a vacation. And during that time I was talking to my children. I have a 10 year old son and a seven year old son. And, um, I had a realization about how different their life's are than it was for me growing up. Because I grew up in a double-wide mobile home in rural Texas on a farm. Because I don't know where we were. We were, no, I think that back. We were in Park City, Utah. Um, we were going in this ice cream shop. And in the ice cream shop, they had this, you know, fiberglass cow there. And the fiberglass cow... Um, had udders underneath it. And I was like, hey, do you know how to milk that? And my son was like, milk that? I don't. Even, what are you talking about? And I was like, dude, at your age, do you know how many cows I had milked? And then we got in this whole conversation. I'm like, wow. I'm having goosebumps right now thinking about it. My life growing up was way different than the life that my kids are growing up with. At this age, um, I had chickens, uh, <laughs> chickens, geese, goats. We had a goat named Pedro that would chase me around. He was so evil black goat and uh, he would chase me around all over the place and then he had a wife whose name her name was Courtney and uh and they had babies and you know they had black spots and white spots he was super cute but Pedro literally wanted to kill me every time he saw me <laughs> super side note on that but yeah I grew up in a double wide mobile home in rural Texas and I got so many stories about it and then I went to a small college in Arkansas and I do not have an Ivy League degree I did not work on Wall Street and I don't have a hedge fund yet, but that is one of my life goals. And I want to say all that because I want you to know that you can learn to trade. If you've been struggling, if you've been having a difficult time with figuring all this out, you're not alone, but you can do this, but you cannot under any circumstance think that, you know, more than the market. So let me repeat that once more. You cannot under any circumstance think that you know more than the market because as soon as you do, it's going to humble you. Now, when I say this next thing, people just roll their eyes and think I'm some sort of fake guru. But the truth is trading is easy when you follow the proven rules. Now, think of it this way. We have a member in the trading room who is an airplane pilot, airline pilot, and he flies all across Canada all the time. And he trades with us uh, on a daily basis. So, of course, you can do... 10 minute trading when you're literally 30,000 feet in the air but he sent me a picture of the cockpit one day and it had millions of switches and I, I looked at that and I was like whoa that's kind of like trading right for him he can sit down and he knows exactly what switch to switch at which time in order to make that plane stay in the air get from point A to point B safely and that's exactly exactly like trading once you know the rules it gets a lot easier. So are you ready to learn the rules, right? Of course you are. So if you're here, if you're watching, if you want to learn the rules, make sure you type yes in the chat box. Maria, good morning. Maria, you are so consistent joining us every single day. I really appreciate you. And don't forget about the webinar challenge, the stonks hat. All you got to do is invite one of your friends to come and watch live and I'll, I'll shoot you over that stonks hat. I'll buy the hat and send it to you. All right, so let's move into the first Lesson: the first section, which is the enemy of success, what it is and how to defeat it for once and for all. So there's a quote from Nelson Mandela. And he says, win or learn, I never lose. Losing is not final. It represents the opportunity to try again. Losing is not final. It presents the opportunity to try again, but this time with more knowledge. Now, this this is so perfect for a, a, a stock trader. Win or learn, I never lose. And losing is not final, right? Unless you put all of your account into one trade and that one trade goes to zero, then that's about the only time it's final. But it represents the opportunity to try again, but this time with more knowledge. Ivy Hernandez, good morning, Maria sent you. So Maria, we're going to send you out a stonks hat. Thank you so much, Ivy and Maria. This time with more knowledge. Now, let me tell you the first time that I blew up my account. So I blown up my account twice and I figured that during this web class would be a great opportunity to share these stories with you to let you know. I'm just trying to find a good good way to line this here. We'll go with that. The first time I blew up my account, it was the election between Donald Trump and uh, Hillary Clinton. and. I, I figured I was a genius. I absolutely did. I had been trading for a while. I had been studying everything. I'd be making some money. But um, with the election coming up, coming up, there was two schools of thoughts. There was the school of thought that if Trump won, the market would crash. If Hillary won, then the market would explode. Don't ask me why, but that was, at the time, the consensus. And... Uh, so I put on this strategy called a uh, uh, a call ratio backspread. Doesn't matter the details right now, but think of con- conceptually. If Trump won and the market crashed, it would make it would make a little money. It would make some money. But if Hillary won and the market exploded higher, and she had odds to win going into that, if Hillary won and the market exploded higher, then it would have unlimited profits. It was like a long call setup. Now. When I put this on, the one drawback to this is if the market didn't go anywhere, I could literally lose everything at one point. And so, uh, the election night happens. Um, Trump is uh, winning. The market is lock limit down. And I was going to bed thinking, alright, no big deal. Trump's going to win. I'm going to make some money. All is good. No stress. The next day... The market is up and basically doesn't stop going up for the next four years, if you remember. But the problem was that I had set up the trade to expire on the Friday following, the Friday after the Tuesday of elections, so three days later. And that trade had not moved enough between Tuesday and Friday to actually get into my profitability zone. If I had let it go on, if I had had the expiration go out for a month, I would have been set. But I did it wrong. And I put my entire account into this. And within the span of just a couple days, I watched every moment as my account evaporated. My account was, it was like, uh, it was like you had a water balloon and you poked a hole in it and it just watching all my account dollars drain out of it. Which super sucked. But it taught me something. It taught me about position sizing and risk. I was right on the trade, either way I was right, but I did not consider how much risk I was taking because I had over leveraged on my position size. So I didn't win, but I definitely learned that I need to focus on position sizing and risk. Because if I didn't have position sizing, I didn't have anything. Now, the second time I blew up my account, the second time I blew up my account, I found this uh, this Twitter account and it was a monkey. It was a literal picture of a monkey. And this person I was following actually had some pretty decent calls. And so I got to to trusting this person's calls. And, um, this person, this was when gold was declining. I don't remember exactly when it was, but gold was going down, clearly going down. And this, this monkey's account was saying, now is the time to load up on gold. Gold is at a generational low opportunity. So you need to get in as much gold as you possibly can because when it reverses, it's going to be a monster. So I did, I bought everything I I could buy. I bought uh, GDX, GLD, GDXJ, NUGT, SLV, um, basically any symbol that had to do with gold. And I sprinkled in a little bit of silver too because I figured if gold's going up, silver's going to go up with it. But the problem was that it was in such a clear downtrend. I mean, any fool any six-year-old could have looked at this chart and said, it's going down. Why are you buying it? But I just put everything in because I was convinced I was at a generational low. This monkey knew what he was talking about. And I remember we went to Disney world and I remember standing in our hotel room overlooking the parks and there's this like hot air balloon I forget where that is at in the parks but I remember there's this blue hot air balloon looking ride thing and I remember standing in my hotel just like feeling like a just total abject failure like I cannot believe I did it again I cannot believe that I blew up my account again on one trade I cannot believe that I'm at the happiest place in the world and I'm probably the most miserable one here. Now, I didn't win that trade, but I did learn. I did learn very painfully that I needed to figure out how to do trend trading. Because why in the world was I going long on this asset that was going down in value every single day? So this is Steve Burns talked about him a few minutes ago. Um, he's one of the people that I learned trading from and I remember having a conversation with him one day and I was telling him uh, I was telling him my strategy at that time and he was like you know Chris I used to trade that way too but then I realized I wanted to make money and that chopped me right in the throat. I was like "dang Steve you got me. You got me good because I needed, and I realized at that time I needed to shut up and stop telling these mentors that I was paying and learning from, I needed to shut up and stop telling them how great and how smart I was because clearly I wasn't making the money and I need to start listening to them because they knew what they were talking about. So those three points, the first time I blew up my account, The second time I blew up my account and the third time I blew up my account, they had me feeling emotional. And you've probably gone through that too. I bet off the top of your head, you could come up with at least two times, maybe more, at least two times that you felt emotional about trading. And I needed to feel that emotional. Because I needed to change everything it wasn't working but I was smart enough to realize it's win or learn I don't have to lose the enemy of success and that's the focus of this 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 topic here we're going over the enemies of, of success it's relapse the enemy of success is is relapse. So go ahead and write this down. The enemy of success is relapse. And relapse is repeating the same mistakes. Right? Not learning these hands-on lessons. It would be exactly like taking a hands-on lesson, like touching a hot stove with your hands. Over and over again. Relapsing through that because I did not have enough emotion until those times happened. I didn't have enough emotion to force me to change. I didn't have enough of an emotional experience. Emotional experiences are what you need. Not talk, not talk. Emotional experiences, not talk, are what you need to inspire change. Now I would never have changed without confronting my emotional pain. Chris getting all sappy on you this morning. I would never have changed if I had not confronted my emotional pain here. I would have continued to make the same mistakes with position sizing. I would have continued to make the same mistakes with uh, and uh, counter trend trading. God, I cannot, I cannot believe that the people that I initially learned to trade from trade. I don't, I don't know how they made money. I, I've told this story so many times, but um, the people that I initially learned to trade from, they would say, "Hey, if the market's up, sell calls. If the market's down, sell puts." For there is so much wrong with that. First off, if the market's up. That means it's trending up, price is going up. You should go with that. Second, if you're selling calls, you're taking unlimited potential losses to make a smidgen, a fraction of anything. For example, I remember, I think it was Apple before a reverse split. They would sell calls on Apple, which was going up every single day at this time. And when you'd sell a call on Apple, it would cost $22,000 to sell a naked call. I'm not exaggerating. It would cost $22,000 to sell a naked call on Apple to make like 130 bucks. (laughs) What? You're telling me that I have to invest $22,000 of my capital to make a hundred bucks over the next 40 days. How in the world could you possibly make money doing that? I was also, I'll never forget this time. I was at the library with my son. This is this is another emotional lesson that I learned. I was at the library with my son before my second son was born, I remember. We were in the children's section and I pulled up my phone and I saw the QQQs was up on the day. And because this is how I learned to trade the wrong way initially, I was like, oh, sweet. It's up on the day. I'm going to sell calls against it. And at no point in time was that trade ever profitable. Not even a little bit. At no point in time did I see any open profits. And I remember closing that trade and thinking, what a stupid trade this was. I lost so much money by trading on a whim in the library. With just the idea that, hey, if it's up, I gotta sell calls against it. But it's those emotional days, (laughs) confronting those emotional pains. That's the kind of lessons you need. And most people give up when life gets hard. Most people give up when trading gets hard. But this is when we can learn the best lessons. This is when we can learn the best lessons because remember, it's win or learn. I never lose. Losing is not final. Unless you happen to blow up your entire account in one trade. Losing is not final. It represents the opportunity to try again, but this time with more knowledge. Now, how do we avoid the relapse? How do we avoid the enemy of our success here? Number one is we need to define our goals. And what are you trying to achieve and i'm not talking like hey my goal is to make money on this trade hey my goal is to uh break even for the month hey my goal is to make 172.41 percent for the year what are you actually trying to achieve the goal is not money the goal is what money facilitates for you we know this we know this numbers on a screen do not change who you are the numbers on a screen facilitate how you live your life for example when COVID hit um and everybody was shut down and like restaurants were barely open uh churches were shut down the i mean i mean there was it was scary out there right and it was uh the only people who were able to go to work were the essential employees and I was talking to my wife and I'm like, look, we can't go to church. We can't do our regular thing with tithing, but you know what we can do? Because we had the ability to do this. I said, now is the time where we need to leave the biggest tips for anybody who's helping us that we have ever done because we could, right? Right because we had the financial ability to do so, I felt compelled to do this. So anytime we went to, for example, Starbucks and someone handed me a drink, that's a $10 tip. Thank you very much. Anytime we went to a restaurant, a 40% tip, 50% tip. During that time when everybody else was trying to cut back because I had the financial means to do so, I was giving as much as I possibly could away. And the fun part is that we still do that. In fact, my wife and I, we went to a restaurant just a couple weeks ago and I was paying with cash and I didn't have enough cash to cover as big as a tip as I normally do. Um, And so my wife was like digging through her purse, pulling out all her cash so she could throw it on the table too. And I was like, this is fun. This is something that I, I love to do in my life because I know that by giving those people more money as their tip. They're able to keep their light bill on. They're able to feed their children. They're able to continue to live their life, hopefully in the best way that they can. And the thing is, is that the goal was not money. The goal is not numbers on the screen. The goal is to facilitate a lifestyle. So what are you trying to achieve? What is your white hot burning desire? Now this is the portion of the program where I really do need you to pull out your pen and paper because we're gonna do an exercise here in just a hot minute. So be sure you're doing that. By the way, um, we went to Hobby Lobby the other day and um, Hobby Lobby has really fun Star Wars mugs right now. And I got this one that says, you are too awesome. (laughs) I'm a nerd. I'm not going to take it back. I'm going to own it. But think about for a moment, what do you want with the white hot burning desire? But let's put it another way. Number one, write down something you do not want with a passion. That's a lot easier to come up with right now, isn't it? A lot easier. I'll, I'll give you an example. This this one's a little bit torturous for me. This is more than I should be sharing. Um, but I want you to have an example for you writing this down. Write down something you do not want with a passion. So, as a child, growing up in rural Texas on the farm, uh, my dad always wanted a Corvette. At some point in his life, he had a Corvette. But I remember as a child, he would talk about it at least once a week. Oh, I wish I had a Corvette. Oh, I wish I had a Corvette. And I remember I would ask him, I'd say, well, just go and on buy one. What are you waiting for? And there was always an excuse. Like some dirty, slimy, grimy, always, bleh. Always an excuse. Oh, the insurance is too high. Oh, it takes premium gas. I can't afford premium gas. There's always an excuse. So as an adult, that was actually one of my goals was I don't want to have to worry about excuses. If I want something, I'm going to go get it. I'm not going to come up with any old excuse as to why I can't get it. Why to justify I can't get it. And maybe realistically, he he was not in the financial situation to get it. Maybe that's the case. And he didn't want to say that to me. That could have been the case. But as a child, hearing him come up with excuse after excuse after excuse, it just gave me a white hot burning passion to never have excuses. So that's why, for me, writing down the, the something you do not want with a passion and then set a goal for the opposite. Set a goal for the opposite. I had a motorcycle when I was younger. And before my first son was born, my wife was like, you're getting rid of the motorcycle. <laughs> and I agree with her on that. Because, you know, as a father, somebody who has responsibilities, I don't need to ride motorcycles. But I said, I'll make you a deal. I will give up motorcycles, but for the rest of my life, I get any car I want, any time I want. She said, Okay. Cause I didn't want that excuse of not being able to get what I wanted. Do you see how those tie together? Now I want you to write this goal with your pen, with your handwriting on paper. Write this goal on paper. And then write down one thing you can do today to move you closer to that goal. Just today. And It doesn't have to be huge, right? It's not, it's not uh, today I will win a million dollars in trading. It's not gonna happen. you can say today I will follow my trading plan to the T win or lose doesn't matter as long as I follow my trading plan that's what matters And do not go to bed until you achieved that goal for the day now listen this is only going to work if you are emotionally invested in this goal that's why I say numbers on a screen don't matter numbers on a screen don't matter it's what money facilitates that matters Now, here's the fun part. Now that you know what your goal is and you're emotional about it, now you need to experience it. Oh, I love this part. Now you have to go experience it. Now, my favorite way to experience it is with VR. Yes, My favorite way to experience this is with a very nerdy virtual reality headset, but you can get these for actually really inexpensive. Like this one right here, this is someone's phone that they strapped into this headset, okay? Uh, So it doesn't have to be the Oculus Quest and spend you know $400 to $1,000 on it. No, these are like $15, literally on Amazon. Go to Amazon, type in VR headset for your phone, 15, 10, 15 bucks, you're good to go. But one of my goals in life that I've been very vocal about, my children know about this, and we talk about this, is I want to own a mansion. We live in a big, beautiful house right now. And um, we live in an amazing neighborhood. And I talked to my wife and I'm like, you know, some people would consider this a mansion. What quantifies mansion? And she's like, I really don't know. But I'll tell you. When I think of mansion. I think of something like this. I think of a palace. I think of a palace. Now, I when I say that my favorite way to experience this with, is with VR, I mean that because you get to live in that goal. It's not numbers on a screen. It's living in that goal. This house is in France. And I've watched this so many times. I could go room to room to room to room to room, to room and know exactly where everything is because this is an amazing uh, house tour. Um, if you want to find this, just go on, uh, on YouTube and just type in mansion tours. And then, uh, you can watch any video in VR and just type in mansion tours. You'll find this one. And it has like an infinity number of cars in the garage. It has a hot tub as big as a regular person's swimming pool. Um, it has, uh, right over here, the bottom deck is an indoor swimming pool. There's also an outdoor swimming pool in the back. Uh, this is also where the gym equipment is. This is where the kitchen and the breakfasting area is at. I mean, I've been through this house so many times. I feel like if I walked in there, I would know my place. I would know exactly where to go because I've been living that dream as close as I could. Now let's say that when you get a bonus at work or when you get a a tax refund or a stimulus check, go rent that car. If your goal is uh, an Aston Martin or a Corvette, go rent that car for the weekend. Go stay in an Airbnb. It may not be a palace for an Airbnb, but it could be closer to your goal. Go touch your dreams. Go touch them enough times that they become real to you. And when you touch them enough times, they'll soon become normal. When you go touch your dreams enough times, you'll know your way around this palace. You'll know where everything is in every room. Go touch them enough so that they become normal. And remember, win or lose, you're never, or win or learn, you're never going to lose again, but you won't make the changes that you need until you become emotional. Emotional about making the changes in order to achieve those goals. So the key takeaway is create emotional experiences because those emotional experiences, not talk, are what inspires change. The emotional experience of, hey, I need to learn a lesson. Or the emotional experience of, hey, I really want to achieve this goal. That's what you're going to need to inspire change. So does that make sense? Are you getting this? And of course, let me know if you have any questions. Of course, let me know if you have any questions. Nima, glad to see you, my friend. Glad you made it, dude. Let me know if you have questions. This This is the end of the first section here. And the key takeaway is create emotional experiences in order to improve your life. All right, so like I say, be sure you have pen and paper. Let me know if you have any questions. So we're gonna move into the second section here. Now this is the invisible reality that's keeping you from your best. This is the invisible reality that's keeping you from your best. And I'm I'm looking down at my phone that's also broadcasting this so I can keep up with it. And I see that my image is frozen, so that's great. Let me try, I'm gonna change a setting on here and see if that helps maybe. Okay, give that a couple minutes to pull through I think. But I see the slides are still working so I feel good about that, okay. The second section is the invisible reality that is keeping you from your best. So I used to work uh, in finance at Raytheon. Raytheon being a defense contractor, huge, enormous, like multi-billion dollar company. And one of the things I hated about Raytheon was that every quarter, there were layoffs. Period. Every single quarter, no matter what, there were layoffs. And they were rolling. They would go from department to department to department. And it just really made me feel worthless. Made me feel like I did not matter to the company. Because... In all reality, I'm just costing the company money. I'm not helping anybody doing anything with this. I hated it. And one day they asked me to fill out a 360 evaluation. They asked me to fill out a 360 evaluation. That's where your manager, your peers, and yourself, typo there, your elf, (laughs) your elf on the shelf, your manager, your peers, and your elf on the shelf all evaluate you. That is corporate BS culture at its finest, right? You got to have your manager evaluate you, your friends evaluate you, and and you got to evaluate yourself. But when it was time to uh, evaluate myself, I'll tell you one thing. Knowing that my pay, how much that I took home to feed my family, was determined by these results, I gave myself a 10 out of 10 on everything. Everything. I mean, like, as the list of uh, items to check through went down, I wrote 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Who wouldn't do that? What person in their right mind, when you say, I need you to fill out this form, and if you don't give yourself the best review on everything, you're not going to make as much money. But if you do give yourself the best review on everything, uh, you're going to get the maximum amount of money. What fool would not fill out a 10 out of 10? Not this fool. (laughs) And then my manager, of course, at the time, when it was time for my review, she said, you can't do that. You can't give yourself a 10 out of 10 on everything. And I remember asking her, I was like, why not? And she said, well, there's clearly places you've got to improve on. I was like, yeah, there are. But when it comes to my paycheck, I'm not going to take a pay cut when I don't have to. See, for me, this was strategic. And for any fool out there who put less than 10 out of 10, I don't know what they were thinking. But if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. If you aren't giving yourself 10 out of 10s, nobody else will. I'll tell you that for sure. Nobody else gave me 10 out of 10. So who are you? What do you do best as a trader? What do you do best as, as a trader? So I want you to do this. I want you to to take your pen and paper like we talked about. I want you to write down three things right now that are your strengths. I'll give you a minute. I want you to write down three things right now that are your strengths. This is is important. We're gonna need to do this. So go in through your paper, write down three things that are your strengths. Just a second here. I'll give you a second. I'll drink some coffee on my mug here. Listen, you are too awesome, okay? You are too awesome. Write down three things that are your strengths uh, as a trader. Now I'll give you mine. I'll give you three of mine. Number one is making and sticking to a trading plan. That's one of my strengths, absolutely. I realized that a long time ago when I was working with these uh, basically master traders is that they all had a plan and they knew exactly what they were going to do in every circumstance. They took the guesswork out of trading. So I was like, well, geez, I need to do that. So that's one of my strengths is I, I make and I stick to a plan no matter what. And sometimes it sucks. But that's part of trading. Number two is I take copious notes. So I can see what I did right and wrong. On every trade, I know where I entered, where I exited, when I entered, when I exited. I I have market conditions all baked into it. I have an extremely detailed set of notes that I take because I wanna make sure that if I can find a correlation between A and B, where I see that, oh, if I did this and that results, and it continues to happen, then I might be onto something and I can use that to my advantage. Then number three is I put past trades behind me. That's my third strength is that win or lose on a trade, as soon as it's done, I honestly, I, I forget about it. Uh, I, I have another story. Uh, I am blessed with a terrible short term memory. <laughs> that works really well as a trader. And when I say blessed with terrible short-term memory, let me tell you how this happened. When I was in college, uh, we went to a convention and my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, uh, we were doing these, not not me and her, but we were doing these uh, sumo wrestling suits where it's, you know, a big old fat dude suit with a little like helmet thing on. And we'd run and we'd bump into each other. And it was so much fun. So they say. Because I don't remember that day. <laughs> I don't remember that day. Because when I was uh, sumo battling another person, uh, I got knocked over and hit my head on the ground. And I had a uh, concussion. And I didn't even know where I was. And my friends in college, they were, they were like... um, you know, talking to me, and I, and then I would just have this, like, blank stare. This is their, what they told me happened. I'd have this blank stare. I'd be like, where are we? And they'd be like, oh, Chris, that's so funny. And I'd be like, no, seriously, where are we? I don't know where we are right now. And um, then they realized, Chris isn't joking. Like, something's not right here. And I was putting up a fight, like, <laughs> like a panic attack, actually. Like, I don't know what's going on. And just freaking out to the point where they had to carry me to my truck. Because remember, I grew up on a farm. They carried me to my truck. And my wife drove me to the hospital. And uh, my girlfriend at the time became my wife. Drove me to the hospital. And uh, ever since that day, uh, I don't have great short-term memory. Not at all. But I remember waking waking up the next day in her apartment. Looking down at my shirt, and one of my friends had written on uh, on my shirt what happened, because <clears throat> I kept asking him what happened. So he wrote down, you know, you lost your memory, uh, and um, your Guinness is in Conway, uh, Guinness, because I, I brought Guinness with us to the uh, convention, and uh, the the Guinness beer got left in Conway, Arkansas, and I was like why does my shirt say the Guinness is in Conway? <laughs> and my wife's like, are you back? And uh, yeah, that was weird. Like there's just 24 hours that didn't exist for me there. But that allows me to put traits behind me. Like no big deal. So a blessing and a curse, I guess you could say. But that's one of my strengths as a trader. So you need to be able to see yourself. You need to be able to see yourself and identify where your strengths are. Where are your strengths? What are you learning that you're really good at? You're really good at position sizing. You're really good at seeing a trend. You're really good at identifying turning points. You're really good at something. I know you are. You need to be able to see your strengths because if you don't know yourself, you've become invisible. And what can you change if you're invisible, even to yourself? How can you improve if you're invisible? How can you improve if you don't even know? Where where are your weaknesses? Write down three of your strengths, but then also start thinking to yourself, well, where are my weaknesses at? When your weaknesses, and listen, I get it. It's been really tough and really choppy in this market in 2022. Maybe your weaknesses are taking the losses. It's really easy to take those profits, but knowing to take a small loss before it turns into a big loss, maybe that's your weakness. For me, I, uh, I can obsess. I can, I can put on a chart and I can watch it like it were TV. I can literally sit there for hours just watching it move, I can obsess on details like way more than I need to, way more than I need to. Or instead of uh, sitting there watching price, I can literally, and I have sat just to watch my 3D printer go. It is fascinating to watch those candles get built. It's also fascinating to watch the filament go through the extruder to get melted to create this object that didn't exist in the world. I can obsess and stare at that thing for hours. And I told my wife, I was like, listen, it's just like a caveman watching fire. This is normal stuff. (laughs) But it's probably not normal. But that is a weakness of mine. That I had to learn that I needed to limit my trading time. I had to limit my trading time because if there's six and a half hours a day of trading, six and a half hours of market timing, six and a half hours of minutes that you could do anything. That's so many data points that I was like, I can't be stuck doing this all day long. So I had to realize and learn that I need to limit my trading time and learn how to set, and react on alerts. Because by doing that, then I don't stress. I know that when I get the alert, that's why I need to make a change. That's why I need to make a move. And that was my weakness. But if I were invisible to myself, if I were invisible to myself and not able to see my strengths and not able to see my weaknesses, not being able to objectively see, objectively see my strengths and weaknesses, I'd give myself a 10 out of 10. An undeserved... 10 out of 10. So here's the exercise for this section. Write three of your strengths if you haven't already. And if you need to re- rewind so you can uh, review some of the, the examples I gave you, be sure to go ahead and do that. Or rewatch this again later to get some ideas. Write down three of your strengths as the trader. And then I want you to write down three of your weaknesses. Like I said, one of mine was just staring at price. Just staring. Staring at that screen. Write down three of your strengths. Write down three of your weaknesses. And then start working on ways to improve your strengths. And to cut your weaknesses. Mondo, good to see you. Mondo says his weaknesses are stop losses and when to sell. Well, I don't think you're alone, my friend. I think that's... That's the biggest weakness, I would bet, of most traders. And it was for mine for years. For years, that was a huge weakness for me. So start working on ways to improve your strengths and to cut your weaknesses. Stop being invisible and start taking action. Stop being invisible to yourself. Start taking action. So the key takeaway here is I'd give yourself a 10 out of 10, but you're not going to be a 10 out of 10 realistically when it matters to you and not just some corporate culture BS checkbox. Give yourself a 10 out of 10 by working on yourself. Give yourself a 10 out of 10 by finding your strengths and just pushing hard on those. Give yourself a 10 out of 10 by finding your weaknesses and pushing on those. Eliminate those as much as you can. Give yourself a 10 out of 10 by working on yourself. So does that make sense? Are you getting this right? I hope you are. Let me know if you have any questions. I love trading psychology because I I personally didn't realize how important it was until... Uh, I really decided I was going to be serious as a trader. And half the time, half of all the lessons that I learned were not about entries, were not about exits, but were about trading psychology. Because there's really three core components to any trading system. And that's number one is your offensive edge, which is where you know where you're going to get in. Number two is your defensive edge, which is where you know your position sizing, your risk management, everything about getting out with the least amount of risk. And number three is uh, trading psychology, which is balancing the both of them together in order to make them work. Because you can have a great trading plan for entries and a great trading plan for exits. But if you don't have the trading psychology, it means nothing. It is useless. You're never gonna follow it anyway. So yeah, I am a huge believer in trading psychology. So I really hope you've been taking notes. This has been uh, a lot to cover but we're in our final section here. Finding opportunity in adversity. This is your starting point for success. Now that you've written down your strengths and weaknesses, <clears throat> or you're going to do that soon, right? You did that, right? Okay. You did that, right? <laughs> it's only natural to embrace the good and ignore the bad. Let's not get it. When I, when I have a trade that's going great, I wanna I want to check out that one that's working so well all day long. But the ones that aren't working, I think I'm just going to skip those. I'm not, I'm not going to look at them anymore. I know that. I'm not immune to that. Maybe you're going through that same thing too, but and only natural to embrace the good and ignore the bad. But you're never going to grow. You're never going to grow if you ignore the bad. Remember win or learn? You're not going to learn as much from your winners as your losers. That's just a fact. I mean, how many times have you... Uh, really sat and analyzed a winner? Or were you just like, awesome, winning on the checkbox, moving that out. But on this, li- w- on this loser, I'm just going to sit and focus and obsess and figure out, why did I lose? How can I not lose again? There's an emotional charge to losers. So stop ignoring them. <laughs> because if you continue to ignore them, you're going to make the same mistakes. If you ignore your losers and don't take the time to work on them, you're going to make the same mistakes and lose even more money. And you're going to continue to go on in denial, losing more and more money until you have no money left. Nobody's perfect. There's nothing wrong with you. Your weaknesses are a part of you. Don't think there's something wrong with you. This is part of who you are. But if they remain invisible, You're never going to improve. Now is when you'll find opportunity in adversity. When you have those losses, step back and say, what did I do wrong? Where could I learn from this to put this into my next trade? So your exercise for this is make a trading journal. Describe why you made the trade. This, this is this is your exercise, okay? And now this is going to be one that you're gonna need to take on with you, but write down these three areas here. And so for the next 10 trades, put in, actually, you really should do this for every, every trade, but develop a habit, you need to have at least five instances and hopefully more than that. So for the next five, no matter what, the next five trades you put on from this moment forward, have a trading journal and talk about these three things. Number one, Describe why you made the trade. Why did you make this trade? Were you in the library and you saw that the cues were up and you thought, you know what, cues are up, so I'm gonna sell calls, <clears throat> I'm gonna sell calls, against... choked over myself right there. I knew it was such a bad idea. I, I would never do that now. Were you in the library and you saw the cues were up, so you sold calls against it? Why did you make that trade? What can you learn from that trade? Can you learn, you know what? Whenever I'm selling calls against a stock or an ETF and it continues to go up, that trade seems to not work well at all. I wonder if maybe I should not try to counter trend trade. What can you learn from that trade? Thirdly, what will you do to improve on the next trade? Well, I could... So calls further away from the money instead of a 30 Delta call. Maybe I'll sell a 20 Delta call, but I don't know if that's actually going to fix the problem here. What could I do to improve on the next trade? Maybe I'll sell a put this time and see what happens. These are the thoughts that need to be going through your mind while you're working on your trading plan. Why did you make the trade? What can you learn from that trade? Win or lose? What will you do to improve on the next trade? And then now is why and now is when you'll find opportunity in adversity. So here's the key takeaway. Embrace adversity. Embrace the fact that you're imperfect. And that's okay. Embrace the fact that you can learn to give yourself A 10 out of 10, but focus on the fact that you're not going to be a 10 out of 10 the first day. Focus on the fact that you're working towards getting that 10 out of 10 and you may never achieve a 10 out of 10 realistically. Nobody's ever going to really achieve a 10 out of 10 unless their last name is Minervini. But you can learn and improve upon it every single day. Does that make sense? Are you getting this? Let me know if you have any questions, because I really feel like this was a a deep dive into the trading psychology that you're going to need to be successful here. So do you think you can do this? Type yes in the chat box to let me know that you can do this, right? You have these exercises here. You can always come back and watch this video as long as it's live. Once Once it comes down, this will be available only for the members of the trading room. But you can always do these exercises so let me know in the chat box type a yes if you're going to do these chat boxes or you're going to do these exercises that way you can improve yourself you're not doing this for me you're doing it for you so that covers today's agenda the enemy of success what it is and how to defeat it once and for all number two the invisible reality that's keeping you from your best and number three Finding opportunity and adversity, your starting point to success. Because like I say, when you know what buttons to push, when you know the rules, trading is easy once you know the rules. So now this is your one and only chance to apply. And you can actually work with me one-on-one in our Trade Domination one-on-one consulting program. It's a 12-week consulting program where I'm going to work with you one-on-one in 12 60-minute consultations. And also you're going to get the opportunity to have a pre- and post-program podcast interview on our top 10 investing podcasts because I want you to share where you started and I want you to share where you ended and share the journey between the two points so that other people can know exactly how successful you became and also they want to work with us in part of the trade domination consulting program you're also going to get priority google chat access to me only my employees and consulting clients have access to chat with me and you by being a consulting client can chat with me anytime you feel like it we'll also have a personal kickoff strategy session so beyond the 12 consulting weeks that we'll be working together you'll have a bonus strategy session and the podcast interviews. So really, we're going to be working together at least 15 times. And to top it all off, you're going to get 12 months of the 10-minute trading room access included for free for the next year. And finally, this is the thing I'm most proud of. I've actually been reached out to by a hedge fund who wants to start implementing our strategy as part of his hedge fund. And I have built our entire strategy to work in a trading model. And honestly, it takes so much of the guesswork out of trading it is almost mind-numbing how easy it can become when you use these trading models and these have never been offered anywhere before ever period and as a private consulting client i'm going to give you these models included so you're going to get 12 weeks of consulting you're going to get priority google chat access you're going to get the personal kickoff strategy session you're gonna get 12 months of the 10-minute trading room, you're going to get our 10-minute stock trader trading models, and you're gonna get the pre and post-program podcast interviews. All of that is included when you sign up for the Trade Domination Consulting Program. So click the link below to learn more about the Trade Domination Consulting Program and go ahead and fill out the application. That way you know exactly what we're gonna do and so you can get started right away. So click that link below. Fill out the application and let's get started today.